Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage Monday hosted by the Unconventional Family, where we are going to talk all things love and marriage, and we're going to throw in a good dose of Jesus with it. Marriage always has, always will be worth fighting for. Y'all get ready to listen. Welcome to the Unconventional Family Podcast. And we're going to be releasing a lot of stuff, seasons, you might say, lots and lots of things to record and to will to release. Yeah. Today, though, is a Marriage Monday. It's a Monday. <laughs> marriage Monday. Be, and we're actually recording it on a Monday. It's not the Monday you're going to hear it, but. Oh, it is for real Monday. It is for real Monday. So Marriage Monday podcast will be shorter than our regular format. So let's jump right in and let's not waste any time with formalities. We want to do this to um, strengthen your marriage. If you are married already, to bring strength to your marriage through some insight and wisdom that we have. If you can glean anything from us. Glean away. We hope that you can. (laughs) We've been together 18 years, been married 13 years, and... We've had some pretty sweet examples of marriage in our life, um, you know, coming from our grandparents and different family members. Uh, I know your, yeah. your grandparents were married like 60-something years, so it, it's yeah. pretty Great crazy. example. <laughs> but anyway, we love marriage. We're big uh, proponents of marriage. And so today we have a topic that is um, does not scare me. It does not frighten me. It annoys me that it's even brought up. But... Is marriage in trouble? Yes, as a whole. Is marriage in trouble, yes. So, I am in a sociology class right now, and in the book that we're using for the textbook, um, there was a, a fact that they pulled out of some research that had been done. Um, I can only assume, because it had a bibliography and cited sources and everything, that it's probably a legitimate source. It was from a professor at, don't get me to lying, but I know it was a California college, but nonetheless, 86% of people interviewed, uh, and they were in a certain age bracket, by the way. I'm, should I share that? I guess I should. Yeah. Give it, them all the yeah, facts. Yeah. So it was, it was under the age of 35, 35 and under. If you're 35 years old or under, these were the ones included in the survey. And 86% of them said if they felt like they were no longer in love with their spouse, they would get a divorce. The book goes on to talk about how growing with each generation, each generation, not no, not every generation, but each generation since the millennials, mm-hmm. not generation X, not generation um, boomer, not generation um, silent generation, none of that. But every generation after millennials has increasingly, with every generation, begun to devalue and see less and less importance in marriage. Is marriage in trouble? Yes. Marriage is in trouble if people think that it's time to get a divorce because you don't feel like you're in love. Right. Absolutely. That that would be an enormous amount of trouble. <laughs> you cannot base this covenant that you made between two people and between God and probably in front of friends and family, you cannot base this covenant on how you feel. 
even if you feel that way for weeks, right? feelings, even week-long feelings, even month-long feelings come and go. Right. They come and go. Yeah, everything happens in seasons. There are seasons, whenever you're first together, of infatuation. Right. Turns to love. But if you are a person, a Christian, I guess I should say, you should understand that love is a choice. It's not like a feeling. Do I always feel at just over the moon in love with you? No, not whenever you leave the little handle up in the shower and I go to get in the bathtub and I don't want to wash my hair and water hits me. I, I'm not thinking, dear God, I just really love him right now. But it's but you, it, we say it's funny, but people seriously would blow up, cause a huge fight over it. And I guarantee you someone has gotten divorced because their husband didn't put down the spout in the bathtub. Because people, well, they just, and, and what it is, is it's not just, they, they don't see it as a covenant between them and God because so many people don't even acknowledge God. Love has become something different to um, generations that watch their parents divorce easily. Right. Love has become less of a, um, of a covenant of sacrifice and service and more of a business partnership and arrangement. I would like to see the statistics. Maybe I need to pull it up. Of people who operate in marriage, they operate their finances separately. Separately. Which is not the best way to do that, guys. I was going to be a little harsher right there, but you know, if you're tuning into mm-hmm. this podcast, you're trying to get help. I don't need to tear yeah. you down. So, but but listen to me. It is wrong. You should combine your finances. Yeah. And to me, like my um, my sister and her husband, they had some friends, and they um, their friends operated this way, and it was even whenever they went on vacation, like he would pay for flights and then she would pay for hotel and then they would split like the meals or even in their day to day life. It was like, okay, you buy groceries this week. You're paying this bill this week. And I'm like, it makes, if you're going to be married, you have to believe you become one and everything about you becomes one. You don't, you, then you don't live separate lives from each other. So here's the thing. And you're right. Um, Maybe that's another from TED Talk marriage, yeah, whatever. <laughs> from from the millennial generation forward, um, there's a big push. I believe it's called Eagletarianism. I think. What? I'm, I'm going to Google can this Google one. That. Yeah. Eagletarianism. Eagletarianism. I think. That's right. Not Terry. Eagletarianism. And I believe the meaning of that word, if I'm not confused, is is that. Marriage is this 50-50 split of you do 50%, I do 50%. There are you know, no longer traditional yeah. gender roles in marriage. Is it right? Uh, the doctrine that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and opportunities. Yeah. So that sounds good, that definition. But when you apply it to marriage, um, for some reason, Amanda... I technically could call it my generation, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna for the purpose of conversation say your generation, right? Because I'm just on the cusp of not being in that generation. I don't really identify with that. I'm a little bit more of an old soul. But in your generation and forward, there is this big push for tearing apart 
gender roles in marriage. Right. Like, and it's almost always with with some slight attitude. Oh, and sure. by the way, I'm not talking about Amanda. She's not like this at all. But like, 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 like a wife is almost upset that she's cooking. Right. Or that she might be doing laundry. Right. And, and, and I personally, I see no issue with a man getting in here and doing, di- did I do dishes today? You sure did. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do, I do dishes more than I do laundry, but that's mainly because you do laundry while I'm at work. Well, I have no, I have no you problem. You don't separate the laundries don't do it the way you want it done that's fine (laughs) my point is my point is what is wrong with traditional gender roles in a marriage nothing anyway i get this this image of like women just setting their bra ablaze and like pouting in another room while the man struggles to make some kind of dinner that like and, and like they're so happy about it like girl power rock on yeah I don't understand it. I, I don't understand like did they grow up in a home where the where the father was like a butthole about everything and like you're gonna have dinner on the table for me or anything? They could have, but I don't think that that's a majority of them. I think that there's a lot of bandwagon women that are like, Oh, I'm so strong, I'm independent, I can do it on my own. Let me well, interrupt then- you. But didn't Jesus show us that the greatest strength is to serve? Yeah. So if I'm a Christian, male or female, Scripture teaches several things about marriage. Yeah. Women, submit yourself to your husband. Right. Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Right. But later there in 1 Peter and 2 Peter, the Bible teaches us, submit yourselves one to another. Mm-hmm. The greatest in the kingdom is a servant. Right. So... Go on with what you're yeah. going to say, but my God, what's what's wrong with serving? Well, I was going to say, if you're so big and bad and powerful, then do it on your own. Don't get married. It The Bible tells you that whenever you get married, you become your spouse's helpmate. That's right. So you help each other. And then like you said, they're like, oh, 50-50. No, it's 100-100. 100-100. I don't want 50% of you invested in this marriage. Right. So even though I do stay home all day, there are many nights that I'm like, mm, I'm too tired. Like you're going to have to cook some supper or we're going to go out to eat. Yeah. And then and vice versa. Like, and then there are days that you come home and I've got a meal cooked and stuff. But the problem is, is that people are so worried about proving a point that they just, they, they will stand on their hilltop and scream at the top of their lungs and they don't care who it hurts. And And I I just, I don't understand that. I will say this too. Marriage is in trouble because of the, can I say piss? Piss poor example. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that was on the (laughs) list of things that makes us have to put a warning on our podcast. Oh, I don't think so. Okay. A piss poor example has been given by our parents' generations. Right. Okay. And that is the generation that established a 50% divorce rate. Mm-hmm. Because, and there's many reasons for it, but marriage will be in trouble if marriage is, if staying married during tough times is an option instead of an expectation, mm-hmm. marriage is in great trouble. If marriage is not looked at as a covenant relationship, 
it's in trouble. If it's looked at as a business partnership and I'm keeping track of how equal we are, it is in trouble. If marriage is just about because you had kids, it's in trouble. But mm -hmm. if marriage is what it's supposed to be, which is a covenant relationship between one man and one woman. Yes, I said it. I'll say it again. One man, one woman, not two men or two women. One man, one woman, one God. And you enter this contractual um, covenant commitment of servitude mm -hmm. between each other. And with some tenacity, if, if marriage, I'll say, I'll kind of end what I have to say right here. Yeah. If marriage doesn't, if our marriages don't learn, if our generations don't begin to learn of tenacity, then marriage will go away. Because it takes a little bit of tenacity, not much. I find it easy. And right. people get irritated with me when I say that it's easy. Right. I, I, I want to say one more thing. Sometimes people think that staying married is hard or staying faithful is hard. And I'm going to just say it kind of the way it is. Um, part of it is is because many of you never dated. You got married to your person like immediately. And you feel as though you have missed out. Let me in a nutshell tell you in a very short synopsis here. You are missing nothing <laughs> on the wild dating scene. Okay. Heartache. You're missing a lot of heartache. A lot of drama, a lot of problems, a lot of loneliness. There's a lot of sin. There's a lot of danger in some cases, emotional yeah. danger. You're not missing anything. You're not the grass. What there's an old adage: the grass is not greener on the other side. No. And I have said this before, and I'll kind of close my part of this topic down right here. <laughs> It wouldn't matter to me, uh, younger, more beautiful, richer, it wouldn't matter to me what temptation was presented in front of me as far as uh, an adulterous opportunity. It wouldn't matter to me. And I've said this before, I'll say it again, because I think if you're listening to Marriage Monday that you want to be inspired by the marriage you're listening to. Right. You. It wouldn't matter what the, the temptation looked like. That temptation never woke up for me at 2.30 in the morning and rubbed my back until my anxiety calmed down. Right. That, that temptation looking at me never carried my child or miscarried my child or just understood what I needed and when I needed it emotionally. Had my back unconditioned. I don't know you like that. Right. And therefore, if you think for a brief rush of emotional feeling that I would trade my family, not today, Satan. Yeah. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. It's not happening. Okay. The only way this marriage ends is in, um, you know, the very unfortunate set of circumstances of, of adultery. Right. But it will never. I will never let it happen. Never. No. It's just absolutely not. An option. not. Mm -mm. So. No, that thirsty heifer will. <laughs> So meet a so, mama bear. <laughs> so anyway, is marriage in trouble? I fear that it is, but we're trying to do our part here to help it. Yeah. Um, if you apply the things you learned from our podcast, I think it will help uh, bring your marriage up a notch. Yeah. But I would encourage you to allow yourself to be challenged in what you think. And if you have, you know, 
certain attitudes or perceptions just be open-minded to hear what we're saying because um you know is everything in my life something you should look at and say man i want I mean, well, obviously, you know, my physical condition isn't, you know, I want, you, you want my belly? No, but I bet you want my marriage. Yeah. I will, I will set that flag out there every time I've got a marriage worth looking at. So yeah. that's well, that. I'll say, oh, yeah, let me in. say for the, the women part or two women for the women part. Um, and even maybe for the men, if at times you ever feel, I guess maybe like down, Cause there have been times that I'm like, good Lord Jesus, like I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm doing laundry and ain't no one walked in here and been like, man, girl, you are on fire. This house looks good. This laundry looks great. And this meal is yummy. But in, and I feel like God reminded me of this one day when I was folding laundry, I am thankful to have a family to do this for. And this this is what I chose. Cause I dreamed it has been my dream and our goal for me to be able to be a stay-at-home mom. There are difficulties to that because there's always something here to do, and sometimes you feel like you just don't escape the this home life thing, and you're like, oh, my God, I just need to go to Target without, like, a little person behind me. But the th- more thankful I feel like that you are, the less aggravation that is into it. And so while you're folding laundry and you're like, hey, told me thank you one time for putting the shirt on a hanger, just be like, I'm <laughs> thankful I have a family yeah to do this for i'm thankful i have a family to sit down at the table and eat this meal with me because there are many people that are sitting down at an empty table let me tell you this not very many people high-fived michael jordan for making free throws right let me tell you why because it was so expected that his level of excellence as a basketball player yeah became so expected that unless he was like winning a championship nobody patted him on the back for anything right You are, I'll tell you this on the podcast, I'll look you right in the eye and tell you, you are so excellent in what you do for our family that we should, we should stop and say, oh man, thank you for doing this. But it is so, your excellence around here is so, we're so used to it. It is so expected that it's not like, oh yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah. You're like, oh, I always have a clean house Yeah, and a warm meal. It, it, it would immediately, it would immediately, it would immediately tell us something was wrong if there was three, four, five days of the house being in a shambles. Yeah, and I can hear the voice of a bratty woman right now. Oh, I'm I'm out to make enemies. No, I'm just kidding. I can hear a bratty woman right now listening. Ready? Here she is. Ready to hear? Well, why don't you get your big butt up and do it again? <laughs> right? Oh, I will. <laughs> I'm saying that her standard of excellence is so sharpened that not I would look at her and be like, why aren't you doing this? I would think something was wrong with her if she wasn't consistently making three-point shots and free throws like Jordan. Right. Yeah. Right? Not that I can't step it's, in and shoot. I can no. shoot, too. I can shoot the basketball, too. But And you have many times whenever <laughs> I've been sick and stuff, you know? Yeah. But you're also gone to work. Could you come to me? uh, Because I think the people will want to know this. Could you come to me and just answer as openly as you want to and say, I need about two weeks off from doing hanging laundry and sweeping, mopping floors and cooking dinners. Will you take the reins for two or three weeks, Jason? Yeah, well, absolutely. What would I tell you? Absolutely. Now, would you be exactly happy with every way I did it? No, sir. But would I do it? Yes. I don't don't even think I'd complain. No, not one bit. Maybe if it was football season. 
<laughs> You'd be oh. like, there ain't no way. <laughs> well, I could tell you what I would do if it was football season. I would find a way to hire that job out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, the last segment we have for Marriage Mondays, which I think we went a little bit over time. Or, you know, I'm saying, oh, that's right. we did. Anyway, that's okay. here you go. A marriage tip or challenge. I came up with this one because Mama was busy today. So I wrote this one down. I think she has seen it, unless you had another one. No. Are you no, good no, with no. this one? Yeah, okay. I'm totally good with this one. Spend the week, the entire week from now until the next Monday, because you're hearing this hopefully on a Monday. Yeah. Spend the entire week and do not say one negative thing to your spouse. Mm. Now, I'm going to tell you this is not original to me. It is literally the first challenge in the book The Love Dare by Alex Kendrick. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I've never read the book. I know you yeah, have, but I've have. never read it. Okay. And the first one is resolve to say nothing negative to your spouse. Now, in the, in the love dare, it's a 40-day challenge, and so everything is for the full 40 days. So I'm going to add something to <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to add something to this. Okay. On top of just not saying anything negative to your spouse or your significant other if you are dating... Every day, tell them something you love about them. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, that's fantastic. Nothing negative. What you love about them. Marriage is trendy. Mary, everybody's happy about marriages on wedding days and in preparation and in the honeymoon. Yeah. But to still be excited and happy about marriage in the seventh, eighth, ninth, thirteenth year. Yeah. You're gonna have to work at it. You're gonna have to have some commitment and some tenacity. And I hope we can help you do that on Marriage Monday. We're out. Absolutely. Peace out.